escape to the metaverse. But act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah. Uh, escape to the metaverse. Better act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah. Hey everyone, before we begin this week's episode of the Matthew and Rizzle Show, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Proof of Beauty. Proof of Beauty is an experimental digital experience studio. The blockchain is their canvas and the tokens are their brush. You can learn more about Proof of Beauty by checking out pob.studio. You can follow them on Twitter as well at P-R-R-F Beauty. That's P. RRF Beauty on Twitter and POB.studio on their homepage to learn more about their projects like Hash, London, and Publico. Thank you and enjoy the show. Okay, Stella Bell, welcome to the Matthew and Rizzle Show. And thank you for having me so early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, seriously, thank you for waking I hope you're waking up at least and not just like staying up all night uh, to talk to us. But really, really excited to talk to you today. Obviously, we have the big drop on Nifty coming up, um, the Crypto Stellas and all that. But before we dive into the, all those details, uh, I think it would be great if you could kind of reintroduce yourself to our listeners, since so many people in this space already know who you are and uh, love the work that you've been creating and your personality on Twitter and all that. But just for the 0.1% of folks who may not know who you are, tell them a little bit about who Stella Bell is. All right. So my name is sort of, it sounds really nice, but I'm not a nice person. I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay, let's see. I entered the crypto space in 2016. I was a tech and science writer um, for Interesting Engineering. I ran into Steemit. I went in there and I I just never came out. I've been earning crypto since 2016. And with my new phone, Crypto Will, I'm just kidding. Um, I decided to start a crypto artist collective called Slothicorn. It was on a different blockchain, but it's basically, it was like a proto NFT community where it was, we had a whole team of curators. We educated artists about super rare and all the different um, projects that were just being born at the time. And that's really when I kind of laid down my foundations for what I considered would be the future, which was um, my project was Creative Commons, which was not popular at the time at all with any artists. <laughs> um, but I wanted to be a part of the open source and Creative Commons movements. Um, I looked at my project as like the artistic twin of Bitcoin, you know, because Bitcoin gave rise to all the shit coins. So, you know, we should be creative commons as well. Um, it's funny now it's five years later and people are like, oh, here's my CCO thread. So what what my basic philosophy was back then has now kind of become realized. 
Um, so that brings me a lot of, I guess, joy that uh, a lot of the things that I was visualizing happening back then have happened. However, you know, a little different um, scenarios w with regard to how it went mainstream and kind of the state of what's going on right now. But um, I, uh, so I've been involved in this space for six years, I guess, in crypto. And uh, I started my Crypto Stylist project about uh, 10 months ago when um, the 10K PFP apocalypse occurred. That's <laughs> That was the impetus for me because I was very, actually very depressed about what was happening. Um, I just, I mean, I'm glad it went mainstream, but then the way that it went mainstream was different than what I thought. That's That was the reason of for the depression um i just i didn't see like the fiber artists coming in and doing pfps as being part of the vision <laughs> and so it was just uh anyway i i don't know where i was going with that but that's that was the reason why i made my project which i have been diligently working on for now 10 months I never stopped. Yeah. Like I'm still doing the same pace I started with, really. So. You know, Stella, I don't know how we like initially met or became friends, but uh, at the current state of the NFT space, I'm like just so grateful that I can just like slide into your DMs periodically, just like cursing like a crazy person. And, yeah. and you could be like, I get it. <laughs> so I'm no, very, I'm the very, same very way. We, I don't know how I, I, found, I found you on Twitter, I think, from your tweets. I was like, oh, my God, someone's telling the truth <laughs> that I know. And, yeah, it was so weird because I feel like I need, like, you know, we need to have more spaces where we're just talking about how we feel about stuff, really. You know, just how it affects us. Because mentally, it, it almost forced me to leave. I don't know if people realize that, but I was I was almost ready to just say, okay, this isn't for me. I need to do something else. Like, well, I just this is can't. This like though. a good segue to, like, talk about yeah. what you've been working on recently in the Crypto Stellas and everything. Because I feel like the, the Crypto Stellas project specifically is like holding a mirror up to the current state of affairs like in the nft space which like i sometimes it feels like very uh, and, and i you know i feel like i can identify with your plight it's very lonely out there sometimes saying yeah. some of these things that it feels like everyone can recognize this reality but nobody wants to uh yes. put it out there and <clears throat> and you are not not putting it out there. I was joking around with you earlier. I'm like, yo, your project is going like straight for the jugular. Jugular? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the weird thing that I guess people don't understand is that I've been an artist practically my whole life. I learned to draw in math class in college. I would doodle because I was so bored. And I was like, oh my God, I can actually draw? <laughs> What's going on? And I, I felt like th there was this weird window into things that I was not conscious of. So it was like instant instant connection, direct link <clears throat> to my subconscious mind. And that's kind of when I discovered that, I, I, hey, I am creative. You know, like, because I'd been told in elementary school that I couldn't draw or something, you know. And, uh, and then it was just like, that's why I'm like a big supporter of people's creativity. Because I'm like, 
you know what you you have it inside of you you just got to get it out you know so art has always been for me like I said I've been an artist my whole life even though I had stupid jobs along the way is that it's where a place where I could tell the truth it's like you know even if I was lying in my day jobs <laughs> art was like the only place I had left where I could speak my mind truthfully and then when I get into the crypto art world and like the NFT artists, I realize that everyone's just making art so that people will buy it. It it's not it's not like it doesn't have any like like real symbols or like the real uh, what they think. It's a see like art is just a language. It's a direct link to what you think. You know what your philosophies are and and how you view the world. And so the crypto stills that I've been making recently, I actually vowed to myself that I have to, for every negative person that I'm making fun of, that I can't stand their philosophy or lack thereof, I have to find <clears throat> some neglected, wonderful person in the crypto art space who's doing good work that no one fucking knows about because they don't make the headlines. So this is a very human problem that that I identified within myself, which is you 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 look at who out who people are are worshiping for the wrong reasons mostly they're the false prophets, and then people then they also rake them over the coals and you know there's lots of people I don't need to name them that are that have this kind of quality they're psychopaths basically or they're narcissists usually. Um, it's a certain personality type that attracts this, that, that demands this attention, right? Our, our attention. So we usually then focus on them and all the people that are actually like running things in the background, which by me, by running things, I mean helping people, um, providing unity and like support to a group of people, the culture creators, the people that actually make life worth living. Those people are all in the background and no one can see them. So I made a vow to myself for every nasty individual that I decide to paint, you know, that just drives me insane. Like I can't let it go type of thing. <laughs> then I have to force myself to, to, you know, those feelings have to emerge, but then I have to find someone that that's, that's, that's hidden away. No one knows about who's doing all this amazing work, but it's not, in your face right it's not flashy it's it's like usually very intelligent and it's usually very um supportive of people these types of people actually are the true leaders of culture and society and the people that are the flashy narcissists they are not the leaders of society and culture they are the like the vampires i i have all of these languages that i just you know, this language emerged from the need for me to survive because I can't survive in that vampire driven blood sucking world, which actually is the mainstream. If you really look at how celebrity culture works, how people give their attention to all the celebrities, that whole world has moved in. I mean, it's all combined into one NFT space. Like different celebrities bring different, you know, they're not all vultures or whatever, but um, they definitely suck the air out of the room. 
I mean, look at look at Madonna and how she chose Beeple to partner with. And I actually haven't covered that. There's a lot of things that are on the background burner for me, and I'm still thinking about it. So I tend to think for like months. There was one piece of artwork, like I result. I was planning to do you for a long time, and I was just like, what? you know, how do I do this? And then I realize I need to choose these saints because, you know, the people that speak the truth, like the way that I, that you feel without thinking about how you're going to be perceived are extremely rare, you know, because if you look at, um, so there's, there's this, uh, this woman called Tia Swan. It, it talks about how, how people cannot see your excellence that they do not desire to see your excellence. It's mostly t- talking about how people raise their children, but he, her, her best skill, holding up a mirror to whatever reality, exi- you know, the, the situation. And she noticed that like most people don't want to see it. So she, she also realized that the only people that, that like her, like her work are also the people that want to see reality, which is they want her best skill. They want her excellence. And so Rizal, if you really kind of know, have this knowledge of that most people want comfort, then what you're offering them will not be desired or appreciated. And I'm in that same camp. When I saw that video, I thought that's what I've been doing my whole life. I show I show what I see as reality without filters. I don't filter it to, to, you know, have manners or be nice or anything like that. I just, I have a direct connection between my, what I'm thinking and my art. And I, I bypass society. And I bypass all those little filters that most people use to create comfort. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you come in contact with, with 90% of the people, that's why you're getting resistance from them because what your main skill, my main skill, what we are good at is not desired by most people. It's only a small percentage. So I realized that what I, when I started my art project, I'm only making it for the small percentage and I had to be okay with that. I never wanted to go mainstream with my project. Like that was never the desired result what I wanted to do is reach the people who want to see what I have, what, what I feel like is the true reflection of society. You know, and it may not be true, but it's like when I, I started to see, find people that were similar, like had similar viewpoints. And I thought, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. This is really what people are feeling, but they can't say it. Right. They won't allow themselves to speak their minds and that's kind of when i get really depressed about the world and people so then i have to go into a cave which is my own little world and i make up you know these i've made up this new term called wag me empire now and this is going to be like a new theme for me (laughs) i just love it that that you know there's this little empire that that i'm not a part of it i'm outside of it so i can make fun of it you know it allows it allows me a peace of mind when where I feel like I'm in control because the reality is I am not in control and manipulating the masses. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. part of 
the celebrity NFT complex. Like like you were saying, though, with art being its own language, right? And there's a lot of people out there that probably have been feeling similar a similar way to you, like when it comes to the PFP apocalypse, as you put it, right? But a lot of people, it's it's hard for them to express exactly why they're feeling mm. a certain way. And I feel like the the duality that this collection of crypto stellas contains, which is like that one half sort of parody of like the state of the PFP state, and then a critique kind of highlighting the the actual like the people that you feel and a lot of us feel should be highlighted and talked about instead of the the sinners the saints to use your 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 language yeah i, I mean that duality just comes across uh, so clearly in in the whole project and then especially what i think you put together for uh the nifty gateway drop on august 8th it contains it very very kind of poignantly and very very clearly in how you've kind of structured it featuring a couple sinners at offensively low prices and then a lot of saints making yes i i did i think that you were smart in helping me figure out um that we're really i'm really focused on the people that are that are you know the neglected you know wonderful somewhat genius people i look at them as sort of like geniuses really because they they've persisted in the face of you know all these other choices they could have made easy money right they chose the harder Mm -hmm. path Uh so like yeah Mm -hmm. we only have two two i mean i want people to know i'm not religious i'm not use i use religious symbols only because people understand what it means instantly and i don't have to explain myself right like you see an image of you know like a jesus or whatever and you know exactly what it means and so i'm using those symbols for my own philosophies which are based in the crypt in crypto like i am if any religion exists it's i'm a you know crypto religious person like that's it <laughs> which is it just it just gives you power to um you know send money to people like i can you know i can make a difference in the world by just not using banks i can i've already done that you know i already know it's real i've helped people from all over the world and just the the ability to send someone in nigeria like um money like within five minutes that's you know that's what i'm talking about it's like the basics back to the basics of you know, this is world changing, but it's not world changing if you're getting banned on open sea, right? And you live in, you happen to live in Venezuela. That's not world, that's not life changing. That's life destroying, right? But that's, that's, I don't know what that is. Like, that was never understood that that would be happening. Um, but yeah, so what, what I'm scared of in the nifty gateway drop. So I don't know if people realize, but, Selling is very difficult for me. It always has been um, because I'm, I'm forced to confront the value that society has right now. That's what, that's why I'm scared of a little bit nervous about that because 
some people will not be valued in the way that I value them. So, because it's money is just a, a way of people showing their own value system. And so that's why, you know, it's kind of, it makes me nervous because what if, you know, what if people don't even value me as an artist, right? So I have to, con when you see the prices and the numbers, then now uh, my value is now being defined by other people's value system. So it's like, I want this, I want the message to be spread of why I'm doing this because I feel like even, I mean, I think there's something for everyone. People can laugh and uh, I think it was Crypto Yuna that, that was cracking up about some of my, I guess it was like art chick and stuff. And I was just like thinking to myself, I hope they realize I don't hate anyone. You know, I don't have, I don't, I'm not harboring hate for people. It's not like, that's not the type of person I am. Although people might think that it's just that um, I have to process everything. And, and so I have to process why I feel uncomfortable. So there's a, there's a few people in the NFT space who are at the top of the food chain with regards to how much like, you know, attention and power that they can yield. And I have to, when I feel uncomfortable, I sit there with it and I just try to analyze why am I uncomfortable? Why does this person make me feel this way? You know, what is, what's behind that? And that's why, why, you know, I do the art that I do. I yeah, process I discomfort and a lot of people just don't. Anyway, what were you going to say? No, I, I kind of wanted to drill down into those mixed emotions that you're feeling, especially when you're talking about like the values that people yeah. will assign to some of the pieces and the values that that we've kind of set for some of the works as well, because it's it's a big collection, right? It's uh, yeah. a Michael Jordan 23 piece collection. There's 18 different one of one auctions. There's three separate open editions. And then there's there's two offensively low priced drawings for the the sinners that you featured in this particular collection mm. um and the one of one auctions obviously people will value however they want over the course of uh each works auction life where like nine pieces will be open for 48 hours another nine will be open for 24 hours um but let's talk about the offensively low price drawings and then the the three open editions that we priced at seventy seven dollars yeah. because there's, yeah. there's meaning behind why we priced and valued those works at those those values. I'm just wondering if you can mm -hmm. unpack that that intent for folks. Well, if you well let's talk about Logan Paul for for starters. Um, when I was trying to figure out what was the most like low lowest value to society as a whole um his project crypto zoo so i did a deep dive into that project and when you look at it i think it was started six months ago it says content not available still for a lot of the nfts in this project and then i thought well why is that like how come they didn't it, it doesn't show up and then i was kind of reading a little bit more and it sounds like um just these images just were grabbed from Google images and then kind of Photoshop these, these random pictures of animals. Like <laughs> they're just photos. And I thought, you know, a five-year-old, you know, looks like they got a hold of this project. And, and that was his, that was his contribution to, 
to society or you know humanity is uh just doing a really crap job and i thought wow this is great and he earned how many millions and so then i look at i so i look at everything as a whole my project is has a, a total amount of 33 eth and he's got um millions of dollars so what does that tell you what does that tell you about how people value um celebrity and then an artist that's been committed for 10 months solid of showing reality like like how is that how is this how is this a world that we can navigate in as artists who are committed like i'm 100% committed like i i will never i don't think i could ever leave the space cuz i i really helped people artists crypto artists navigate in the space and i don't want to go on this list of how many people i've helped but it's rather large at this point in the crypto side of things um back in steemit days i you know my group paid out $50,000 worth of crypto to artists who are just like getting into the space i don't think people realize that and that was all of my own money um and then back in steemit i mean i've i've paid people's apartments i've help people, you know, make bridges in their village, etc. The list is endless. And so when I see people throwing money at, you know, Crypto Zoo and Logan Paul and all the various scam artists and neglecting me and what I'm doing, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine how I would feel? And so I think when people start to realize that Number one, I'm not going away even though you neglect me over and over again for reasons that I I don't, you know, I'm not going to give in to my anger. I'm going to release that, but then I'm going to make you look at it. And mm-hmm. that's what's very different about myself. I I have immense passion. It's deep, you know, it's not some thing that I can just let go of. I would be doing this no matter what, I think at this point. And it, you know, my focus will be changing, you know, once I finish this, I will be doing something else. Like I have projects already lined up um, to work with different people that are more computer savvy. I mean, like coding savvy than myself. So people, I think, maybe don't realize that this is a project. It has an ending point and, a, you know, beginning. It's It's, but I'm going to complete it. Then I'll be working on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I mean, this is what I've been doing for six years. Like I literally been starting projects and, you know, I'm pretty bad at ending stuff, but this one I'm totally committed to because I wanted to see if I could actually follow through with that. But. So still, I'm I'm like sitting here listening to you talk and, and like honestly you're the whole like conversation you're having uh about like value and like assigned value versus like society's assigned value is like just sort of like a fascinating thing uh to think about in general as as someone who's like not really an artist even though i've like you know done stuff within the nft space uh but like you know and, and also just listening to you talk like i mean you're you're like seriously like a true visionary of the space and we're like 
so far out in front of everybody's vision for like a lot of things. And, and I feel like because of that have suffered the same fate as a lot of us who are way out in front, uh, which is that you sort of get overlooked once like, you know, the, the big players with the big money come in and, and want to sort of like, you know, co-op the stuff or whatever. So, so saying all that to say, like, you know, the, the people, including myself, uh, who are included as the saints in your collection who, like you said, have like sort of been the historically like underappreciated or like marginalized uh, individuals, like a, a lot of them who have championed the space for, you know, many years before, you know, all the corporations came in, um, you know, playing devil's advocate a little bit to say that uh, I don't, I don't feel like it really matters. Like I'm out there, like the, the, the Lord Rizzle piece is going to be out there for sale. And, you know, the, for me personally, just being like recognized by a visionary like yourself within the space, like put in that context in a mainstream platform for everybody to see, like, you know, it, it almost doesn't even matter like what it, it doesn't matter yeah. like what it sells for. I feel like, you know, this is, uh, like yeah. the, the fact that this has been recognized on this scale by somebody at all. I'm just like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, if you're like right. eight bucks. I'm like, you know, it's just so appreciative. And I and I feel like a lot of other people who are included in this drop, like as a saint, uh, probably feel similar to I do. Like I didn't ask for this. I wasn't expecting this. But I'm like, dude, thank God, someone who has the ability to put this in front of a lot of people is just doing it and like doesn't give a shit and is just putting it out there and it doesn't matter about the money uh and and so like i i know there's like a lot of wheels in motion and like matt has helped uh put them in place with regards to like you know figuring out the monetary value of the drop and like how to put that out there and everything and, and that's like probably worth you know digging into just to clarify so that people are listening to this know exactly how it's going to work but as someone who's like, you know, in it, uh, I'm like, you know, just appreciative for someone with your clout and like capabilities, even like doing this shit in the first place. I'm just like, thank God, man. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I, sometimes I don't really feel like I have clout. I mean, I don't I don't even like the word. But you do like, amongst I us. You do amongst away. us, though. Okay. I feel okay. like that's what matters. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like amongst the people who you're like, like that slim percentage. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, uh, Stella Bell, but I'm like, no, no, go ahead. That, that slim percentage that you're making this project for, I feel like it crushes Yeah, all those people like get it like hands down. So I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. It goes back to, I have to desire to see what you're about, like what you're offering in order to value you. Like if I didn't ha share your similar, you know, philosophy, I wouldn't be able to understand you. And then I wouldn't be able to make art of you. Like it's back to that thing. So like you have to almost embody the same, um, the same substance or the philosophy or something in order to reflect back, you know, in a positive light you know someone like yourself or like Mickle I really feel like Mickle doesn't under doesn't get any credit like I don't even think artists know the artist residency like you have to read all this stuff information 
it's hard to get to that point of understanding what she does. Like yeah. that's but, why but she's very, yeah. 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 Do you see what I mean though? Like, I, I, I feel like it's the, the you know, the more, the, the smarter and the more like good deeds are doing, the harder it is for people to see it. It's not accessible. And so that's what this, this nifty gateway drop is about as well. It's almost like I'm making accessible the people that don't, you know, promote themselves. <laughs> I'm like a promoter of, and so, you know, that goes back to a lot of the work I did. I used to work for an inventor uh, back in California. This kind of relates to everything is that I met this inventor and he was suicidal. Like he was going to commit suicide. And he, he made this, this toothpaste that actually solves the problem of um, plaque um, using a natural source of, anyway, I don't want to go into too much, but when I realized, like he told me his invention and I was just like, this is crazy. I said, I'm willing to try this toothpaste, you know, see, and it was, you know, it took away that film in the morning, you know, how you stuff on your teeth. Well, I didn't have that. It's natural too. It's not some weird chemical substance. It's using natural sulfur, which is a antibacterial. Anyway, the whole point was that that's kind of how I see myself as like a messenger when I find something a hidden away that's like amazing. I have to bring it out into the open, like so other people can find it. You know, it's like I'm exploring all the time and. So people like um, Nilly Coins, like when I found her project, it was like so weird because she's so smart. I I ask her stuff. She's like a philosopher kind of because, you know, when I get upset about things, she's like, she says, well, you know, it is it is necessary for this to go mainstream so that we may do our, you know, she's so rational, like I logical and everything. And so when I find these people who are just like, so brilliant i just think my god people should know people should know what kind of value like these intelligent beings that are around us who are hidden because they don't they don't believe in like promoting themselves in a cheap way um and they don't even care to it's almost like they're they're above it all and i just think i need to get to that place because that's kind of the sweet spot she she doesn't seem that rattled by things, you know, and I appreciate people who are of a higher intelligence that I can, you know, ask for advice from. And so anyway, that, that's a little backstory. I don't think people even know who she is, but she started those, those art coins, uh, those, and it, like pro, like she's one of the first ones in 2014. Um, the reason that people can't wrap their head around it is that it's, it's mixed with a lot of like complicated information and they don't want to take the time to, you know, wade through it all. And so I don't know where I was. What I like about what you've done though, is that you've, you've curated this group of folks, um, the the saints and sinners, right? Like normally we think about curators as um, folks that curate artists and their work. Right. But you've sort of like judo flip that to I mean, your own artistic practice and like this very, very specific collection. And you're going, you're talking about Nicole, vertical crypto art and uh, is it Nihil's or Nilly? It's Nilly Nilly Lerner. Lerner. 
two, two of the folks that you've included in like the auction portion of this. And since it is such a big collection, I'm wondering if you can kind of go through mm. the individual folks that you've highlighted in the, the auction sure. portion yeah. and then uh, open edition and then the, the drawing. <clears throat> I think that that'll help capture it for folks. Yeah. Let me start with the open edition. So I thought long and hard about who I was going to choose for the open edition. And it was, it came down to myself as St. Stella Belt, which is kind of funny because, you know, it's a joke. I don't, I don't think of myself as a saint, but I just had to do it for this purpose. Um, Lord Rizzle and how did I name this? Colburn Mo- Mocha Jesus. <laughs> and, <laughs> it was so funny because with all three of us, like out of everyone that I know, um, like Colburn, he doesn't hold back. I met him in spaces actually. And he like, just like released this, you know, his true feelings, which were negative. And I thought it really stuck out. I thought, wow, he's breaking social norms. <laughs> And then same with Rizzle. Rizzle, you break social norms on Twitter. And then I thought, wow, I'm breaking social norms in art. And so I thought the three open editions, we should have neutralizing effects on people's Ethereum wallets. And that's why I chose (laughs) all three of us for the open editions, because I thought our ability to neutralize toxic environments which are people's wallets filled with like crap is immense. So there's like this whole, you know, very philosophical reason I chose three of us as open editions, each for $77. So it's basically anyone is able to be saved. That's why I'm also making like a religious joke out of all this stuff is that you can save yourself by buying the open editions and you don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to fight people for an auction. You can, and it's really the three best ones I think are the open editions, which is sort of the opposite thing to do, right? People save the one of ones as, oh no, these are the real values here. Actually, I made the open edition ones. It was very difficult to, because my, my distaste for spreading things around is immense. Like my collection is one of ones. Okay. So that was it. Colburn Bell, uh, founder of Mocha, Riz- Lord Rizzle, which your title is so long that I can't even, I can't even, um, I can't manage your title. You've done so much, so many different things. Let me go through the people of the, um, the rest of the auctions here. I gotta mm-hmm. open it up here. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, so we've got the four. Let's go over. No, let me go over the twenty-four hour auctions first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are going to be the twenty-four hour auctions. So we've got we have um, Hard Rock Nick because, as you know, I hired Hard Rock Nick to do my promo video, and that's something I've been wanting to do for a while because I think. He sort of embodies everything that I'm not. And it's, that's why it's satirical. You know, that's why I'm doing the thing. I'm using the same shell that a lot of other people are using, but I'm doing it for sarcasm, you know, sort of like for sarcasm because he's, he doesn't represent me. You know, he's the most, that's why I wanted him to speak those words uh, in the videos. Like if you are, 
if you're filthy rich, you can save yourself by buying one of my pieces of art, which is, you know, it's a whole other thing. Then we have the founders, uh, or not the found. I'm not sure. I know that Benoit is the founder of the French, I call it the French Mocha. And they actually, mm-hmm. um, they started the first museum of crypto art in 2018. I don't know if people realize that. So I made sure and put that in the description. So it's three. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but they're the main people that I see working to create an amazing museum of crypto art. They do amazing things. They're very underappreciated what they do. I've got Yayoi Kusuma as, um, Kusuma, I think, as, um, uh, the person that is very upset, sad that that guy keeps doing the board ape yacht club impersonations on Twitter. She's crying about that. Azuki Wrecked. Actually, this is just, this isn't really a person. This is just a person who, when the truth came out about the founder of Azuki and how he just went from like a PFP project and abandoned them all. Everyone knows Zagabond. So that was that drama. We've got Ryder Rips on there. I got blocked by him recently. So I think it was maybe because of this, but I, no one, no one escapes, you know, what I really feel. And I feel that I like, I like what Ryder Rips is doing. Um, but I think he is really into himself so much that that uh, he's easy to poke fun at. That's why it says zero chance Yuga ever sues me. I, I captured that from Twitter. He did say that like the day before he was served papers or whatever, or a couple days. But I mean, I like I have dual feelings about people, like which is rare. I can like someone what they're doing, but I, I can also find something to make fun of at the same time. I mean, people can make fun of stuff about me too, and I will just laugh about it because it's probably true. Then we have the, um, oh God, the Malady thing. That's a whole other, you can read about it. It's really horrific. Uh, I lost a lot of brain cells on that one. Lots of trauma I experienced just reading about Rohit Okandier, the, the person, the, the groomer of young girls. Yes, and that's still on open sea. And so supporting a groomer who embraces pedophilia is perfectly fine, apparently, according to open sea. Uh, but if you're born in Venezuela, we're going to get rid of you right away. Um, okay. <laughs> and then we have, um, I just had to put Audrey Hepburn. That's my new PFP right now. She's just got one eye. I still hate crappy PFPs. So that was, you know, one of the original ones I started. That's how I got my feelings out. I just, I hate 10K crappy PFP, crappy PFPs, you know. I just, I hate them. There's no way around that. And then Eat the Influencers, that's a new one. I thought Billie Holiday, because she was a pure artist. So I focus also on historical figures who I think are pure artists. and, And they would probably be rolling over in their grave right now, maybe. And then I've got Joe Looney, creator of Rare Pepe Wallet. And he, he was, and that suit, I think was made by Skrilla. I found all this out later, but anyway. And then we've got the 48 hour auctions. Let's start with Robness. 
and I wanted to document the the time period where the Toter Corporation has um, issued DMCA's for all NFTs on OpenSea that have the word Toter in the title. It doesn't even matter if it it's not related to trash art. It's they're now taking down everything with the word Toter in it in the title. So that's that's why AI. My vision of the future is that AI will start to be used as a tool to take down artists things that they've created based on images and such. We've got Beatrice Ramos, the founder or co-founder of Dada NYC. And she's a pure, my God. I mean, she even makes me feel weird about going to the market. She has all, she, she's like a purist and Judy Mam of dad, co-founder of Dada. She has a book out right now. Um, we've got Mickle, founder of Vertical Crypto Art, helping artists 24-7. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the amount of work that she's doing for artists is amazing. People should really know about what she's doing. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Like, to commit yourself to artists and having an artist residency, it's quite amazing. Then we've got this Coinbase NFT one where I'm making fun of the whole flop of Coinbase. <laughs> that was so funny when it's like shilling for six months straight and then it flopped. What the hell? Coinbase Seriously. NFT. <laughs> and the fact that they didn't partner with anyone like that has historical roots in this, in this, the ecosystem. They just went after all the PF, the crappy PFPs, right? I mean, I was overlooked, so fuck them. Um, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> There's a little anger coming out because just, like, come on. Like, really? You're just going to gloss over any- anyone with substance and just go for the most crass shit? Oh, okay. it, was, it was very gratifying to watch them fail, I'm not going to lie. i didn't want him to fail actually i i thought well it's gonna succeed and i'll have to join it was my gut feeling like but i did troll them anyway because i didn't like how they were marketing themselves like incessantly right you you like that they failed huh i mean yeah i i felt the same as you did i'm like you know they're they're literally not tapping into anyone in the community at all. They're just cherry picking the projects that are doing the most volume and hoping that that will attract everybody. Uh, I don't know. It was like right. the weirdest play. Like, and they have so much money. You just wonder like, like who recommended this strategy? Like, like, is it, is it that bad? I know. Over there? It's a, it's a, it's those cheesy Silicon Valley dudes. So like, if you, if you compare, if you contrast what's happening on object.com, I actually know one of the curators over there. She and I, okay, a little backstory. She and I worked tirelessly on a benefit show for the Ukrainian artists when the war broke out. I found her uh, on Twitter. She had this amazing uh, thread of these artists and her pics were amazing. And I said, I didn't even know who she was. And I just, I messaged her. I said, hey, Hey, let's put a show together for the Ukrainian artists, right? 
And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And I didn't even know we were total strangers. I just saw that she had a really good eye for picking out the artist. So I thought she could be the curator. I'll build the exhibition in my gallery and we'll just fucking do it. So we did it like instantly. And then I realized later she's the head. She's one of the head curators on object.com. And I thought, Oh, no wonder it's fucking kicking ass. And it feels like an artist centric place. It's because, I mean, it's not perfect. Right. But she, she has a good sense about her. And, and, and you contrast that with this, these fucks on Coinbase NFT. They're not art curators. They don't understand artists needs. They're just, they just wanted to build a marketplace to make money. Right. So they just went after the high volume fluff shit and it failed. It doesn't work. It's, it wasn't for artists, you know? So, so that, that tells you a lot. It's like the people who create the platforms need to under, they need to understand artists' needs. The artists actually should be the ones helping to build the fucking platforms. It shouldn't be these Silicon Valley douchebags deciding, making these decisions for us. That will never work. And that's why object, if you go to Tezos and you can feel the difference, it's because the people running it, in my opinion, are, they understand artists, really. I mean, Kablin was, she's awesome. Like, she was wonderful to work with. And guess what? That show that we put together, I actually reached out to a bunch of the mainstream NFT platforms. I mean, the the magazines. Guess what? None of them covered it. Why? Why? Okay, this is... People don't understand, like, what type of shit I've been through, really. They, they, they don't understand, like, how much... I see people being neglected, myself included. And it do, it is the cause of anger. I'm not going to lie. I reached out to NFT now. Nothing. I reached out to so many different magazines about NFTs, about this Ukrainian show that we put on for the Ukrainian artists. And like, I had nothing to do with the money that was all handled by them. We had one NFT you could buy. It was really cheap so that, you know, you got all the art together and it would benefit the people that are being attacked, you know, in a war and no one covered it. So there you go. There's your answer right there. If I don't do something to change the culture, it's going to rot. That's how I feel every day now. Like I, I have to do something. I have to include more people in the fun aspect and also show show people that that I'm not going to fuck around anymore like and I will call everyone out that's yeah. the thing is but, that I, mean, I I'm not gonna you know I, I was mad about that I'm not gonna lie I was angry that no one God. bothered to cover my story of how I was me and Kableen the cre- the head curator of object.com no one gives a fuck about us what is that about why? But thank God that we have tools where we can make our own kind of announcements and spread our news, right? It didn't go anywhere, That's... though. It didn't go anywhere. This 
that show well, went again, nowhere. Like it goes, it goes to the folks that listen for that, right? And, and if not everyone is listening for the the realness or like the mm. real authentic news or what really matters, like that's mm. there's only so much we can do. But at least we have channels to let more people who wouldn't otherwise hear about that who want to listen and f- find out information like that to hear it. Right? That's sort of like the the silver lining to kind of the dross of the space and the shortcomings of the space at least it's it's people's minds it's people it's not really the space anymore it's just um people's values they value money over everything else and that's that's what i see that will lead to you know the hierarchies they've shown over and over again hierarchies are what leads to abuse of humans that's that's what's going on like there's a lot of the other side that that you know um i see the other side because i'm a woman and i've been discriminated against i see it i feel it in ways that people have no idea they think that oh it's web three it's no it's not it's not it's whoever's in power decides what people see and that's I'm going to change it. I have plans for this. Um, I am going to change things on a mass scale. I am. Oh, yeah. It's too important. The future, people's lives, artists. I mean, I I see that artists can, um, can, can live in a way that they've never been able to live. And just that in and of itself is worth fighting for and having people come join join us because this is we're unique in that this is a time we've never had this before artists have always been at the mercy of middlemen always like this is a unique time and so there's a lot of people that are um advocating for artists independence and i think that movement is growing i feel it like there's a now there's now a large group of us that are all mm-hmm. on the same page. And I see that that movement is starting with the trash art movement. So that's the vehicle that I feel like is the strongest right now, as far as when people see that and they see people having fun, they want to be a part of it. And, and no, no, no gates exist for the trash yeah. art movement. I feel Speaking like of the, the trash art movement yeah. too. You, you have Robness in that, Oh Second yeah, Kumar, yeah. But the forty-eight hour auctions, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I've got Robness in there. I think I got a little off track. <laughs> Empress Trash is what the next person I want to talk about too. Uh, she's one of these culture creators. She also helps people and provides. She, you know, she's a an amazing person. I've gotten to know her very well in the trash art movement right now, and she was already doing trash art before Robness. So. There's a whole component of trash art that has nothing to do with robness at this point. It's sort of growing this idea of um, artist independence. It's sort of the offshoot of that. And then we have Sparrow. I've just gotten to know all the different projects that she's involved in. She's, um, along with another, a couple other people, are building the platform tools for artists to use. Um, artist independence is a big Thing for her she's been in the space since forever she was one of the artists in the the last supper the first nft on async art i believe 
she's a coder. People probably don't know that she's a programmer. Um, she's incredibly intelligent. Uh, she's man, she's starting a DAO and I'm going to join that DAO because I trust her. So many DAOs are run by fools and idiots and morons and, and she's not one of them. So I'm going to, I'm going to probably get really involved with the platform and help bring that to light because I, those people are actually the real deal as far as they're in it for the right reasons. They're creators anyway. So they know, they know what needs we have you know, as artists, creators. Um, and then there's Nelly Coins, 2014. She made her, <clears throat> Nelly Coins is the project name. And she didn't, <laughs> she's told me a lot about what's going on. She said, I don't know what I should say and what I shouldn't, but she's had people approach her and they wanted to, of course, pump her stuff. She's too smart for that. She knows what she's doing. Um, and we've got Art Gnome and his back up your NFTs. <laughs> uh, Art Gnome is funny. Um, so I think that's, yeah, that's all the 48 hour auctions. It's so hard for me to talk about this like in a sale way, but I'll be really curious to see. Like, that's why I started. I've been, you know, talking about this for a long time. I've been working on these this art for months. I don't think people realize. It's probably two months or something. At least a month and a half. I don't know when when we decided to do it, but I've literally been working on the this stuff for months. Um, <clears throat> like, who's going to take home Mikkel? <laughs> I almost like... It's like, I just, I just, I'm curious to see who will, who will be wanting these people. Like, this is history. You know, these, the descriptions tell you a lot of information that may be new to you. I don't think a lot of people know who Nilly, Nilly Learner is. I don't think people know who Sparrow is. Sparrow's one of those people that's in the background that people don't know about but people should know about her because she's doing the right thing for artists and she has the right intention behind it. And that that's a powerful thing. When artists real you, when as an artist, you can find the people who are on your side already, who are not working against you or just to profit from you, I think is amazing. Um, and then the two, the, the two offensively low drawings or, of course, we've got Logan Paul, and then we've got Guy O'Siri. I think the, you know, did you, I don't know if you guys read that sub stack, but it has, it's called the NFT Celebrity Complex. And it shows the, all these, um, you know, relationships between the celebrities and MoonPay. And I, honestly, I had to sort of think about this for a long time because I don't want to attack someone unnecessarily. But I feel like out of all the people, maybe in the NFT space, the one who's done the most damage is Gaio Siri. And the reason I say damage is because when you start pumping venture capital into um, projects that are, I wouldn't even call them art at this point. Like, I mean, World of Women is art, but it's more closely aligned to graphic design, in my opinion. Um, when that is valued over, 
visionary artists or, you know, people who are, um, people who are like pushing the envelope as far as art goes. Um, when those are your val the value system that you're pushing relentlessly in media, mainstream media, in celebrities, and 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 that connection of force foisting your investments onto mainstream culture and then affecting things in a mass way, that's a that's the greatest amount of damage in my opinion, because the message they're sending is is not about creating. It's not about co-creating culture. It's about buying to define who you are and, and having that bar set so high that 99% of the people cannot afford what they're pushing. That's a dangerous thing, in my opinion, because it then makes the NFT culture look like, oh, this is just an elite pyramid scheme which only the rich can afford. So now we're just back where we were before. And there's no difference between mainstream culture and NFT culture. Yeah. That's what I'm attacking. Cause I don't believe in that system that they're pushing. Yo, agree. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> I, I, assume, <laughs> I assume you know, I'm agree, which is somehow why I made it into your uh, collection in the first place. Um, you know, Stelbel, uh, I know you wanted to talk yeah. about the Twitter spaces. This is fantastic. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you on a sec. Uh, so Stelbel, uh, in, in preparation yeah. for this drop coming up on the eighth, uh, I know I'm hopping in Twitter spaces with you and, uh, a bunch of other people are as well. Uh, but double, let's get the date out there for people who are listening and why don't you give people like a rundown real quick on like what, what this Twitter spaces is going to be about. Okay, so the Twitter spaces for my Nifty Gateway drop is August 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm not, it's not going to be the normal shill fest because the speakers I'm going to have are going to blow your mind. I'm, I've invited a lot of the people that I painted. So, uh, confirmation, yes, we've got Rizzle, Judy of Data. We've got Art Gnome. We've got Mickle, Vertical Crypto Art. We've got Colburn of Mocha. And the French Mocha, I'm getting a reply back. I think that they, yeah, they're probably going to be traveling. They may be in. Empress Trash is going to be traveling. I don't know if she's going to be able to make it, um, but she's going to try. So we have sort of a star-studded group of people. and. So the focus really, for me, I'm going to explain how the drop works, what time things are happening, which is, we, we never really discussed that, but it's um, 6.30 p.m. is when the auctions start, right, Matthew? And then 7 p.m. is when the three editions start, open editions, and they run for 77 minutes. And there's no, there's no, uh, cap as far as how many people can collect and then the drawings start at what time again matthew the drawings start at 6 30 with the auctions too so, okay so the drawings and the auctions start at 6 30 and half of the auctions are 48 hours and half are 24 hours and 
I'll uh, I'll be writing an article as well to explain everything in advance. But yeah, Twitter Spaces, 1 p.m., which gives people well enough time to get their Nifty Gateway account, you know, set up so they can buy, buy, buy. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> and it, I made that joke on Twitter, and I think it's so funny is that, you know what? You can, Rizzle, you cannot be bought. It's like your speech, you, nothing about you can be purchased. And this is kind of a rare trait of yours. Like, even when you were, um, speaking at VCon, <laughs> and they fucked up your name by putting a Pepsi logo, you called it out. You can't be bought, even though, you know, you, you showed up and gave your presentation there. You, you still, he still pointed out. <laughs> no one is safe. <laughs> no one. Is, but so, so that's why I made the joke. I said, "This is your only chance to buy Rizzle." This is it. This is it. <laughs> I thought it was so funny because it's just their only chance to buy you. Is- <laughs> I got it. I saw that this morning. No. <laughs> I laughed. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny that putting people up for sale. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, it's almost, there's a part of me that was kind of hesitant. I thought, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not. Because I didn't ask permission. And one of my artist friends, I saw his thing on Twitter. He goes, I would never make art of people without asking their permission. <laughs> I thought well, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and then I'm gonna put them up for sale. Oh, it's not funny. Half there's I, I need to be transparent about one thing. Okay. Certain artists I've already worked out, I'm giving them half. And I have a, a way of doing this whereas if someone's not rich, you know, they don't if they need money, then I'll then you know, they'll get half and I haven't worked out all this stuff, but I've made little, um, arrangements with certain people and, and, uh, that's, that's part of the thing I haven't really figured out, but for two people, I've figured it out already. They get half, they get half of the profit from it. And I, I might, you know, I'm very disorganized. I work on, you know, it's like maybe I should have already figured that out for everyone, but. I figured it on a case by case basis and but I need to be transparent about that. If sure. someone wa- needs money, then just tell me and I'll help you out. I mean, that's just how it works. So, I may do things afterwards that Yo, yeah. I, honestly, um, I don't feel like you have to apologize for organization or lack thereof. I, I mean, I feel like your your like brutal transparency is why people trust you and what people appreciate about you. And, you know, no one is out here thinking like, I mean, you're, you're, you're an artist who's like out here on the fringe doing your thing. Like, you know, you're, <laughs> if you really need someone to like get you organized like that, you know, there are people who like specialize in that and everything. But like, uh, I, I think a lot of the people who are seeing what you're doing, just like genuinely appreciate your, uh, going back to what you were saying in the beginning, the ability to cut through like all the societal like norms and filters and like bullshit and just like sort of cut right to like exactly what you're thinking and what you're feeling, which, which I think like it comes across 
to like everybody, like, or, or, or I shouldn't say everybody, but that, that subsection that you're trying to hit, um, you know, Stella Bell, as we sort of like yeah. uh, come in for a close here, one of the things that we love to do with all of our guests uh, on the podcast is sort of like an intrusive, like shakedown of their crypto wallet. Uh, mostly we're just like interested in what other people are collecting or acquiring oh, sure. or interested in like beyond their own like personal projects and stuff. So uh, what, yeah. what, what other stuff you got going on in your wallet these days? My wallet? You want to, you mean you want to know what I, what I invest in myself? Is that yeah, not, uh, or, you, not necessarily the term invest, but just in terms of like what you've been collecting or interested in or like supporting uh, or investing. But I don't feel like those all necessarily go hand in hand. In NFTs or just regular crypto? Uh, mostly NFTs, oh. uh, but you can throw oh, okay. regular crypto. Yeah. So uh, I on Trash Art Day, Tez Trash Day, I took a deep dive and into Tezos and oh, my God. This is, I feel so good about everything now. <laughs> to, I've been collecting um, a ton of art on there. I've, I started out collecting Laura, Bronwyn Lorelei. She has the most raw art I've ever seen recently. She's also shadow banned on Twitter. But Lorelei, uh, she, I've got a ton of her art. And then with the trash art thing, um, I've been just finding so many amazing new artists. I've been collecting like um, there's so many of them. I can't even, I, I, I can't even describe how, all the different artists. It's all kind of getting all, you know, squashed up in my brain. Um, uh, names. I can't, I can't come up with everyone's names right now, but um, I got a Miss Al Simpson yesterday, two of them. On Tezos, oh, yeah. that was that was that was a big deal. I I was scrolling on Objects Twitter and I and I noticed that they said Miss Al Simpson. I was like, "Fuck, I got to get over there." So I got a couple of Miss Al's <laughs> on Tezos. I'm telling you, Tezos is shit right now, you guys. I mean, I know I'm the shit, the shit. <laughs> Not it's shit. just it it feels like it's being run by artists. Yeah, yeah. It has that vibe. It's like the underground world that i thought you know was possible so i've made tons of new friends more than the nft investing i feel like i've made all these new friends because it's like it feels good to be able to buy people's art it's it's at a reasonable prices on there so i can really become the art whale that i'm supposed to be on there and you make friends by buying their art and it makes it spreads good vibes around. In fact, Miss Al Simpson bought one of mine. <laughs> so after you bought hers, yes, I've yes, she bought that. one of mine. So I'm like, artists are buying from each other again. This is this is huge. I mean, they've never stopped, huge. to be honest. But that that whole point of buying art, you're not just buying the art. Like you're these. I I don't know if this is because of nfts or what maybe this existed in the the traditional art world but i suspect it didn't since galleries like to play middlemen between artists and collectors and things like that the profit motive but now when we collect art like we're gaining this direct line to the artists themselves like for me as a collector it's one of the most amazing parts of the space it's what's kept me here for years and years and years and 
what makes me so long-term like excited just to remain here just like that the richness of the relationships by themselves uh to say nothing of the amazing art um yeah and i think i think um in the whole scheme of things i think nifty gateway is a very important piece and you know when i asked i said well how are you guys doing in the bear market because i i was wondering like what platforms are going to fold you know after known origin was acquired by ebay i started to wonder like but i feel like nifty gateway is like really a good it's a good place for people that are just joining in i feel like you know a lot of people i mean they come from the fiat world right nifty gateway is like a place like the ent- at the entrance uh, so that's how if, I see it. I don't know. If if Tezos and like objects and FX hash are super approachable now because of the, the more affordable price points, right? And makes it like mm-hmm. the collecting experience that much easier for folks. Nifty Gateway uh is very similar in the sense that it makes it very easy for folks to collect. Whether you have ETH or you have a credit card, it's so easy to collect on Nifty right. Gateway. You can self-custody right. one after that, but it's just that easy point. And like to your point, like what Mm-hmm. platforms will stay around i mean nifty doing nearly a, a billion dollars in, in market volume over like its history yeah it just makes it that much stronger and and uh like a long-term kind of play for for artists to take advantage of and and use since nifty gateway is just one of one platform of many like one tool in the, the right artists. right and and um it's owned by the winkle boss twins right isn't that owners of Gemini? Isn't yeah, that... Gemini acquired Nifty Gateway uh, a couple years ago, and then the, yeah. the co-founders of Nifty Gateway, the the Cock Foster twins, Duncan and Griffin, they're still at the helm within Nifty. And then, yeah, so like if you go back to the Winklevoss story, it's like I I like I like how they uh, in the beginning. I don't know the whole story, but. You know, they had a falling out with Zuckerberg. <laughs> and so, like, I always I always thought of them as a, a favorable to me. I don't know. I have, like, a weird way of thinking of stuff. But um, I just, I think that they're, they're, like, you know, they're cool because they got involved in Bitcoin so early that I really respect any, I really have a lot of respect for, for like, especially wealthy people that, took a major gamble in the early days of Bitcoin. Like that was, that was, you know, it was really sketchy. 2013. I don't know when they, I think they got in real, real early. So they're kind of like on the list of people that I remember they were in from the early days. So mm-hmm. I like that. I like that history of Nifty Gateway being connected to the people that got in early or something. It ha- it helps my in my mind somehow like with historical you know things instead of uh you know what i mean i don't know 100 percent. No, I, I love that that yeah. sort of framing and thinking about that that connection historically um and well just to kind of put a point anyway. on this conversation of ours which has been awesome i can't wait to go back and re-listen to it honestly because i know that there's really? so much there's so much, <laughs> oh yeah i probably missed bombs that you dropped stuff. all over the place and, uh, <laughs> well but, it's funny because like you know i've been thinking about this for close to a year now and and so a lot of these things maybe people 
haven't heard before or haven't really thought about, but I'm sitting here over in the corner still thinking about stuff, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. trying to figure out ways to articulate it. Oh, yeah. I have my mission thing a... I want to read. Wait, I do have one thing that yeah. I want to read. And I know we're kind of out of time, but I want to read this thing that I finally wrote. Um, that it took me a long time to. Okay, here we go. Um, let's see. Oh, where is it? I wrote the mission. Oh, here we go. Okay, here it is. Here it is. So I'm in thinking about, in thinking about all this stuff, this kind of like the fictional version of what I, what I sense. So it's, here it is. During the great 10K PFP apocalypse of 2021, Stellabelle's homeland was occupied by the NFT Wagme people. It was a difficult life under Wagme rule, filled with corruption, greed, and vapidity. <laughs> the crypto artists looked for an artist who would liberate them from the oppressive rule of the Wagme. Stellabelle documents the injustice of the Wagme world around her in her magnificence, Crypto Stella's collection. Stellabelle promises to throw down the Wagme rulers from their thrones and in the process in the process, lift up the forgotten crypto art saints of the past, present, and future. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to have in there. Because <laughs> that's, that. in, a sense, in a sense, that's kind of what I'm doing. And I know a lot of crypto artists now are doing like, oh, historical crypto art projects. There's some, some that are, you know, doing that. And what they do is they focus on on the the people that help build the space which is wonderful it's but they it's like they left out the other side and so i want to cover both sides i still have 600 paintings to go mind you so i don't know where it's going i, I i've got i've got a whole list of people that i'm gonna i'm gonna do so you know don't i don't want people to feel like i'm left out it's just it's just, it's my perspective though. It's not, it's not accurate historically. It's just, it's from my little window of the world, what I feel and see everyone that comes under my, in my radar, you know, and it, it's going to be biased. There's no way around that. It's not, it's not an accurate description. It's a, it's a biased one based on how I feel. So, but anyway, totally. Um, yeah. And uh, do you have any yeah, other. No, no, I just wanted to kind of remind folks to make sure on Monday, August 8th, make sure you pay attention. 1 p.m. is when Stella Bell is going to have the Twitter spaces uh, with a lot of the artists that are going to be featured in the Crypto Stella's collection that she's going to be releasing on Nifty Gateway the same day, uh, starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Nifty Gateway. And uh, Stella Bell, I just want to thank you so much for your time and you're passionate and just, yeah, being you so authentically you and jumping on the Matthew and Rizzle show uh, with Rizzle and myself talking about Crypto Stellas. It was an absolute pleasure and very, very excited uh, for Monday to come around. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you also taking all the time to help me figure out how to do the drop and all the pricing and stuff. That's That was very appreciated. Thanks for having me on the show. Rizzle, do you have any ending thoughts? <laughs> uh, 
No, no, honestly, I mean, yeah, I guess sort of. (laughs) 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 No, I I, I say no, but then I'll follow my thoughts, I guess. Uh, You know, honestly, just like very appreciative. uh, I feel like I'm sort of repeating what I said earlier, but genuinely very appreciative of being included in your project, but also just your project in its entirety at all. I mean, I feel like it takes some guts and like a certain personality to put themselves out there and be willing to accept criticism and take some shots and stand up for what they believe in and uh, feel very uh, fortunate to uh, be included, to have met you and to have become friends, uh, you know, over the past year or so or or whatever it's been. And uh, also appreciate you hopping on the podcast with us as well. So uh, it's been, it's been awesome. Uh, Genuinely appreciate everything and looking forward to seeing how this all goes down. (laughs) However, this value is assigned to all this shit. Who knows, man, but it'll be fascinating to see it play out. I'm so excited to see like who's gonna get the open editions and like which ones. I mean, it's it, yeah. it's gonna be why it's gonna be weird, isn't it, to see yourself up for sale? Totally, <laughs> totally. And to see see who who collects you, yeah. as a person. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Yeah, it's gonna be. We're gonna have. I'm gonna have to have a a post drop show where we kind of talk about what happened yeah because empress trash she can't make the original one so i'll I'll set that up in advance because i think it'll be worth like discussing what happened like (laughs) thank you so much again i appreciate it i appreciate both of you so much so i'll see you on twitter spaces yeah 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 and have the whip on thursday too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, oh right. yes 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 sweet that's right all, all right. right there we go it'll Sounds be like a good. solid week of stella bell oh my Podcast, god Podcast, yeah. whip, twitter spaces <laughs> drop <laughs> it'll be dope that's how we do it. Cool. all right all. it'll be fun it'll be it'll historic be right yeah hopefully sure. <laughs> all right thanks so much again i appreciate it all right y'all all right Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Proof of Beauty. Proof of Beauty is an experimental digital experience studio. The blockchain is their canvas and the tokens are their brush. You can learn more about Proof of Beauty by checking out pob.studio. You can follow them on Twitter as well at P-R-R-F Beauty. That's P-R-R-F Beauty on Twitter and pob.studio on their homepage to learn more about their projects like Hash, London, and Publico. Thank you, and see you in the next episode.